Well, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have with me Brandon Tomlin. Brandon, thank you for joining me today. What's up, guys? Victor, thank you for having me, man. This is exciting. No problem. Uh, Brandon, let's start off with let's start off with how we met each other. Do you remember how that happened? Oh man, first time we ever met. Yeah. Do you remember that? I think I know about. Yes, it was in Evans, right? Was it the first time we ever met in person? Was in Evans. Uh, we had only known who each other uh, were. Through TJ. Yeah. And then TJ was like, hey, I'm going to have my buddy Victor Zhang live with us mm-hmm. at Aspire next year. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't know who he is, but awesome. And then we like probably followed each other on Instagram and all that. Yeah. And then we were on the second floor of Evans and you were with some friends that I had just gotten there to study. Yeah. And I saw you and I was like, Victor, right? Oh my gosh. I, is, isn't that it? I remember that, what? but I didn't even remember that until you said it. I thought it was the IHOP thing. What happened at IHOP? Remember when we went to go get IHOP as like a roomy breakfast before? Yes, but no, yeah, we had we already, already met at this point. That? Mm-hmm. We met at Evans. Oh my gosh. Do you remember that? No, I know. Now that you okay. said that, like it's coming back to me, but I didn't even, before you said that, I didn't know that. That's wild. Yeah, there That's we go, crazy. dude. It's Everyone's like awesome. connected at A&M. It's kind of crazy. I'm grateful for it. You know, TJ being DG dad and then brings on Victor if it's from Mecky, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then now we're sitting here two and a half Years later, two yeah, years yeah. later, something like that. Uh huh. Recording a podcast. Which is awesome. So there you go. Well, um, why don't we get started with like, how did you, how did you find yourself at A and M? Good question, man. So I kind of came in freshman year, coming out of high school, um, really wanting to kind of find, for lack of better words, like the cool organizations and the popular organizations and. And I kind of came with a chip on my shoulder. Um, and I really wasn't who I really am um, in the first half of my freshman year. I think I was trying to impress people. I think I was finding my identities in the wrong um, things. And I was I was humbled by a lot of rejection. I'm sure we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of um, forced to find community and find friendship outside of, of organizations and a flow or whatever it was, um, which was hard. But after after first semester of freshman year, I, I learned a lot um, about who I was apart from my family, um, having been with my family for the first 18 years of my life. Um, and I, for me, my faith is really important. And so I, I had to rely on God um, and his plan for me a lot. Um, during that first year. And second semester, I was a lot more mentally, emotionally um, healthy and kind of secure myself. Um, got plugged into a Bible study. I just became more serious about the direction I was headed. I think I got a little bit more mature because of a lot of those experiences. Um, I just kind of watched what I said and how I said it um, a little bit more. And kind of ever since se- second semester of uh, freshman year, I've been on a better track and I was kind of heading down um, first semester, and so it was hard, but since then, steadily, I think I've just kind of grown toward adulthood and and maturity, and just through each experience and each rejection I've, I've had and everything, yeah. so. I know, rejection is a big thing I want to talk about, like, definitely later on, yeah. but I think freshman year is always tough, because you come in and you're expecting one certain way of how college will turn out. And it's really, it really stinks, but like 
a simple yes or no can change almost like mm-hmm. your trajectory of your college career because mm-hmm. you know freshman year is kind of like that building block and if you don't have like the right building block or the building block that you pictured you're just kind of like lost and you don't know what to do and I don't know so many freshmen I, I feel are as soon as they get into an organization obviously they want to get to know everyone that's natural but like the freshmen who are not in one I've always thought like like how do they feel you know because sometimes it's just numbers and how things work out and it's just like honestly it's kind of heartbreaking to think that one small rejection freshman year can impact you like where you are your senior year you know mm-hmm. because freshman year you it kind of le- it kind of you kind of get guided on where to go after that but without yep. an organization without like access to upperclassmen or whatever you don't really have that guidance but um yeah dude, it's kind of just built in mm-hmm. um which is awesome i think a lot of freshmen get that experience whether it's a flow mm-hmm. or any other organization fish camp um was huge for me yeah my freshman year um not even just going to camp itself but the continuity aspect of it i mean that's what um pushed me to to want to pursue being a counselor for Mm -hmm. two years um was the community and the the continuity that all the older counselors showed me um that's why i lived with tj as my dg that we were just that's crazy we just stayed tight and i just really appreciate him for that Mm -hmm. um and so yeah but luckily i had a lot of friends at Callaway and yeah, the Callaway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Peaked man. in Callaway. Peaked at Callaway. That's, that's right. That's so <laughs> no, but from there, just uh, that was enough community for me in itself, and just yeah. a social atmosphere. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I needed at the time. Yeah. So, How did you do that, like in Callaway? Because I feel like I lived on campus. I lived in a dorm, mm-hmm. and everyone in the dorm, it was kind of hit or miss where that whether they kept to themselves or not, and it was kind of hard to like get the whole floor together like everyone meet in the lounge even though we all live like 15 20 steps at most right yeah so how was that like trying to establish community within like Callaway and you you don't really have any connection to them other than the fact that you guys are all in the same building yeah honestly I mean I would say a lot of people there um, already kind of knew each other through different groups and just because it's a word of mouth um, from what I've seen a lot of like a lot of people just hear about it through other friends and everything and and just having some some good roommates and some guys across the hall um, that helped a lot as well. And really, just the community at Callaway, people are just generally more social, and there's kind of more of an open door policy um, around. And people are just out and about all the time. Freshmen, I think in particular, are really excited to meet people. Yeah. Um, kind of learn that after freshman year, Callaway is kind of the the peak of of just like social life people trying to meet each other on campus was probably a little bit different and then you we moved to aspire sophomore year and i'm super excited to live to live there meet everybody there and people hardly leave their rooms or or go out and meet people and stuff yeah so it was just more difficult um so yeah it's and it really just took you kind of going out on a limb and whether it was going to be embarrassing or not, just kind of extend your hand and be like, hey, we're, we're both in this together. Like, I'm a freshman, you're a freshman, especially at Callaway, um, and just meet them, and we're going to be living in the same area for the next year. Like, might as well meet you at least, and if not more than that, become friends, you know? So Yeah, that's really cool to see you do that because as extroverted as I am, I still have my moments where I might be shy to, like, not be that mm-hmm. person to extend a hand. Like, once someone extends their hand to me, oh, I'm golden. Yeah, right. But, like, putting yourself out there, like, people talk about applying to organizations as putting yourself out there, but it's really, like, when there's no structure at all, and you're just literally meeting people, 
I think that's an awesome thing you had. And then your like roommates and friends you said you met across the hall. You like still in contact mm-hmm. with them now. Yeah, yeah, a, a little bit. Honestly, I wish that I am and would have pursued those relationships more than I have right now. Um, but that is something. And this next year, during my last year, I, I want to kind of regroup and go back to is kind of pursuing those guys a little bit more. Yeah. Um, as brothers and just they're they're good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, but like. A&M especially just kind of provides an opportunity to literally meet as many people as you can. Um, with that, there's an opportunity, but it's also kind of, it's it's kind of a curse too because you literally can't meet everybody and you yeah. can't and you can't be friends with everybody. And that's something that I, I had to learn <laughs> just freshman year. Is like, man, I love meeting people, but there comes a point where quality is better than quantity. And I've just I've had to learn that the past few years is that. I love knowing people and meeting people, but there comes a point where I do want to settle down. I do want to kind of establish more mature and deeper friendships um, that aren't just, hey, good to see you again when you're out and about and yeah. you kind of remember their name, kind of remember where they're from, but not much more than that. Um, it's it's nice to have a community of, of guys that are and girls that you're just really close with yeah. um, and that you know a lot of their life story and everything, and that's kind of what I'm looking to continue pursuing as as I'm at this age. Yeah. When did you start thinking about that? Like, this university is too big. I need to focus on the people I have now. And I'll still add people every Mm -hmm. year, but it's not going to be as big of a priority. Like, when did you start realizing that? I think a big thing is when you move into a house. Mm -hmm. Um, Being in an apartment's awesome. Aspire was great. Big high-rise and everything. But you move into a house, and you have your, your number of roommates, and you, I feel like you're home a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like a lot of people are, I'm home a good amount, and that's because I like my roommates a lot. Um, and there's no public amenities for you to go meet people at. And I mean, especially during COVID, like <laughs> yeah. we weren't going, we weren't going out and about a whole lot last year. And so, with that, I was home a lot, and it just it just kind of gets to the point where I. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and people who live near me that'd be great to get to meet them too. But I'm just gonna go ahead and start with these guys as a foundation. And depending on whatever orgs you're involved in, I mean that's great to meet people through them. But besides that, it's just kind of harder to meet new people right now if you're not once you're older. Like yeah, literally like when you're a freshman sophomore, you're still getting the flow slows, mm-hmm. sororities, men's or whatever they are. Um, you're meeting a ton of people, but then you kind of find your place in your upperclassmen years and for some people they're still looking and and I'm grateful to have found a great house of guys and to continue friendships like this mm-hmm. um, and I want to pursue this more as well yeah. um, guys like you and TJ and Will and Jacob's gone now um, but you know even him so like while we're both while we're here um, while we can TJ's gone as well I don't know why I forgot about that um, but, but yeah yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's the one thing is, like, I think an organization is cool because it introduces you to, like, people. But at the end of the day, like, regardless of what organization you're in, it's much more than just you hanging out in within, like, the organization time. Like, you can go to all the meetings and go to all the events, but, like, you have to do extra stuff to, like, establish a firm relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I found that, for example, in some of my orgs, where I would go to literally everything, <clears throat> but I wouldn't be close with people until, mm-hmm. you know, we got food, right? Or or yeah. we hung out one on one at like somebody's house or something, 
or a one-on-one -on -one discussion that was outside of an organization. And that's why I think like what you're able to do like at Callaway and then um, I want to talk about this later, but like your moped thing that you put on, like you just find <laughs> different ways to like find bonding moments that it's not structured. Like an organization didn't tell you put this on yeah. so we can, you know, mm -hmm. you did it yourself. And I think that's really cool that like, that's honestly like a life skill. You know, you're not always going to have someone telling you we need to throw this event because it happens every year. Mm -hmm. Like you yeah. need to find different ways to bond with people. And sometimes it's not always done by the book. And I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. It's, it's really just all about being creative and bringing people together. You know, I think a lot of people do kind of have their little, their bubble, their little friend group of people. And a lot of the time they don't kind of get out of that and they're comfortable in that. And that's great. Like if that's their, if that's their preference is awesome. The way my mind, the way, the way my personality works is that, I do want to make an impact on as many people as I can, and I do want to connect people. Um, I love networking, and I love bringing friends in from different circles and yeah. introducing them, so, um, them to each other and everything. And I think being creative and getting those people together is fun. Um, I can bring up the moped deal yeah, now if you want. It, yeah, man. It. So one of my good buddies, Jacob Bruders, um, he lives at, uh, I think it's 204... 104 Fairview. Yeah, it's called The Lodge. First house on the right going down to Fairview. <laughs> um, there's actually a new Aguilan Outfitters that's oh, being really? built right that. there. It says future home of Aguilan Outfitters. So yeah. kind of crazy. But he's got a moped and a lot of his roommates do at that house. Um, so last year, a lot of his roommates kind of put together this COVID cruise is what we called it last year <laughs> oh, because I remember that. it was more so in the middle of COVID still. You know, it was kind of hard adjusting back in that first semester. Yeah. Um, and so... Obvious, right? It was in August, yeah. So it was pretty early on still. And and we had a lot of people come out for it. Um, had a Facebook event for it, invited everybody we knew with a moped or somebody people we knew would want to hop on the back of someone's moped. Pretty good turnout. I would say twenty five mopeds or so, maybe forty, fifty people with everybody who was on the back. Um, I had Julia Smock on the back of mine, so it was a good time. Um, and then this year Jacob brought it up again. I honestly forgot about it. I probably wouldn't have brought it up again, but he's like, Hey, let's run it back. And so I kind of did my best in marketing and kind of getting people together for that. We actually, I, w I was at Scoots one day, honestly, just trying to get my moped worked on because it had been half a year since I had gotten anything done on it. And he was like, okay, we might be able to get in like by Wednesday, next Wednesday. And I was like, I actually have this moped group ride that I'm planning on Wednesday. And, and he asked me a little bit about it. He was really interested. Yeah. I told him more about it. He was like, man, let me talk to my boss. Like I would love to. If, if Scoots could kind of partner with you guys on this, help you guys market it, mm -hmm. maybe throw in some gift cards, maybe give you all some, some free merch and stuff to kind of get this thing more more popping and kind of like, because they always try to, to plan group rides and they just haven't really been as, as successful or get as much traction. Um, and luckily having some students kind of be that bridge maybe was a cool opportunity. So the next week we had gone into Scoots and made some flyers and, they actually gave us like five or six gift cards. It was, it was awesome. We had a raffle um, the night of the, the moped ride. And so this was like a few weeks ago at this point. But we probably had at max double what we had last year. We probably That's had great. about 50, 40, 50 mopeds. Um, it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, kind of got dispersed about halfway through going through campus. <laughs> there, was a, there was a cop oh. riding behind us and his lights were flashing. And we didn't know if that meant what's up guys or a warning sign or if he was like hey i'm about to pull over so half the group got kind of scared and they ended up kind of going home um, <laughs> we kept going and we went until about 11 o'clock yeah. 
we were blaring our horns going down Fairview um, in our last little stint. Uh-huh. And then we went back to the lodge, and yeah, it was a good time, though, man. It, stuff like that, like that obviously was not connected to any organization, but we we wanted to bring in as many people as possible. Obviously, you had to have a moped or know somebody who had one and get on theirs, but that's what's fun is like a lot of people got to meet each other for the first time. I got to see some familiar faces. Um, just kind of make a fun memory that, yeah. that like, so like you're going to look back on college and be like, I really rode mopeds around campus yeah. and like called station with <laughs> like, like, 50, like 50 awesome yeah. people. Like that's, that, that was awesome. So hopefully it'll continue as, uh, yeah. as time goes on and, and I'm out of here, but yeah. And, yeah. and making the barstool page never hurts. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. That's cool though. I realized, um, this past summer, so I was working in North Carolina. Yeah, I didn't dude. really have any friends there at first. Luckily I had other interns. Uh, but I realized that like whenever I'm in a new place outside of A and M, like I don't have any organization that's like structuring a mm-hmm. hangout, right? So I had to become creative with like how I would get to know people. Like I didn't I, I would have loved to just get grab coffee and like get to know people, but also doing an activity, like you said, the moped thing is another great way, like you're meeting people as well as doing an activity, right? Mm-hmm. And what you just said reminded me of like my thought process in North Carolina was I just need to get better at finding impromptu ways to hang out with people. It doesn't always have to be like by the book. And so like, I think it's cool that you did that. And obviously I know you're, you're part of other organizations and you know, there's more like structure in the hangouts, but I just think it's a cool thing that you guys decided to do that because like, it's just, it's just cool. No one, no one else would have done that, you know? Honestly, like impromptu hangouts though, I, I, I do need to get better at reaching out to people mm-hmm. um, about going and planning stuff and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. More so spontaneous things of like, hey, you want to go play tennis or you want to go play pickleball or spike mm-hmm. ball, stuff like that. Um, I think a lot of the time I just kind of expect or wait around for people to reach out to me. And yeah. and that's that's not always the case. And, and I, I do want to continue friendships. And a lot of the time I'm going to have to be that one to take the first move, you yeah. know. So, gotcha, dude. But North Carolina, yeah. Where were you? Were you in Raleigh or where were you in Raleigh? At? Yeah, good. Yeah. Great place, great location. Love the people I got to meet. Uh, there were two other interns, a girl named Tess and a guy named Travion. Cool. We called them Trey. They were really cool. It was kind of interesting because we were the only two people like that age in that area. Everybody else was either way older or like probably three or four years removed from college. Um, but it was cool. We were all in the same situation, like new company, new role, all working like desks next to each other. So we got close pretty quickly. Um, but it was great. North Carolina, I know, you know, both of us know a lot of people who like are granola. <laughs> and North Carolina allowed me to tap into oh, that yeah. granola-ness, a bunch of different hikes. Um, although one thing I had to do, and I would like to get to know your perspective on this, mm. but... Because I only had Tess and Trey to hang out with mm-hmm. and nobody else. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, you know, I just need a break from them just mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. I had to get comfortable doing things by myself, mm. which meant going to museums by myself, going on hikes by myself, mm. eating by myself too. Like literally going to like a fancy restaurant and I'm the only person there and the waiter's like, are you waiting on anyone? And yeah. I'm like, nope, just me and my book. <laughs> um, and it was hard at first. Mm-hmm. I'm so used to always having somebody at my disposal to like go to talk to meet up in person with but over there like it just it was tough because I don't know I real I didn't realize how heavily I relied on other people like for my happiness I guess to like be there until I was by myself and I didn't have anyone 
and I was like, how do I, how do I become happy like hanging out by myself, right? Like I need somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I got more comfortable with it, um, and it was definitely yeah. a huge growing experience. But I would like to know on your side, like, have you ever had to experience that, like being somewhere by yourself, you don't know anybody, and you kind of start from the ground up, or yeah, um, what's your take on that? A little bit, man. I mean, yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah. I, that is something that I think a lot of people aren't super comfortable with is being able to enjoy time by themselves. Um, and I think a lot of people are dependent on having friends to, to feel more comfortable in the, in the area that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, props to you, man, for just kind of, for just accepting that and, and becoming comfortable with that and just having, and like you went through that challenge and I'm sure you learned a lot about yourself as well from that. Um, but yeah, I, not a not a whole lot often, but one thing that comes to mind um, a couple of years ago, summer of 2019, I actually flew to Asheville, North Carolina. Wait, no way. Yeah, um, I love Asheville. <laughs> I gotta visit. Asheville's it's a very awesome, pretty dude. place. It's like Austin, but it's North Carolina, kind of a little bit. And there's mountains there. Yeah, yeah, nice, uh, big green mountains. I don't even know what are they? They're the the Great Smoky Mountains, yeah, the Smokies, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the east side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I flew by myself to Asheville and um, had some random girl pick me up in a van and took me to Weaverville for Young Life's Windy Gap Camp. Oh. I was on summer staff for a whole month. And so I I was not obviously alone. I mean, the second I got to camp, I was surrounded by 50 other college students um, who were serving that month. But st- like small stuff like that, just being in that van with a random girl, it's just like... I think those are kind of life experiences that you don't get very often. And I think they're great growing and learning opportunities. Um, they're things that like, you're never going to forget your summer in North Carolina, especially the, that challenge that you went through of, of spending time with yourself, of like not caring what people are thinking or, or whatever, because you're by yourself. Um, such a good like opportunity. I think people don't experience um, enough nowadays. I think freshman year at Callaway, I actually like when I would go in the dining hall, I didn't always have friends to go eat with, and I would just get food. And if somebody else was sitting by themselves, or, or maybe it's just a, cu- cu- a couple people were sitting at a table, I would just go up to them, and I would be like, hey, you guys mind if I sit with you all and just meet them? And we ended up becoming friends, or we ended up talking about stuff at the table and stuff. And and that is something that I I don't whole often go to restaurants by myself. A lot of the time, it's, if it's a fancy restaurant, you're probably not going to go sit with a random couple. Yeah. But like, but if you're at some more casual um, dining hall or something, a dining hall or somewhere in North Carolina, I don't know exactly what I would do because I've never been in that much of that situation. Mm-hmm. I would like to think I would, I would kind of put myself out there and mm-hmm. and be like, I hey, can, can I sit with you guys? Yeah. But <laughs> some people are kind of rubbed the wrong way by it. They're like, man, who are you? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. meet some random new guy. Yeah. But some people sometimes people are kind of reciprocative of it, and so it's kind of fun. Yeah, that's but, really cool. But yeah, I did not know you were in Asheville though. That, that's yeah, because that was a summer right before we lived with each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Um, yeah, but dude, North Carolina is beautiful. Did you get to travel a lot, like a lot around the state, yeah. around that whole entire east side of? Yeah, every weekend I made it a goal to like go somewhere new. Good. And I try to drag the other interns with me, and they usually were. So probably I think I hiked around seven different state parks. Sometimes I'd go after work, like I was dead tired, but I'd still go. Mm-hmm. And then um, I visited like Durham, which is where Duke is. Yep. Visited Chapel Hill, which is where UNC is. Charlotte, um, some other places. There's a bunch of places, Greensboro. Um, and then I visited the beaches. 
I know they have the Outer Banks, but I heard it was overrated, so mm. I didn't go. <laughs> um, I didn't realize how close Myrtle Beach was, but I also didn't go. But South I went to Carolina, like, right? Yeah. yeah. I also went to three other beaches there, and then I visited a friend in Greenville, South Carolina. So I, like, made it a point to, like, go adventure places. And what was fun, and this is probably, like, the most Brandon-like thing I did that, this past summer. <laughs> oh, gosh. But there were other interns in North Carolina, just not in Raleigh. They were, like, in okay. Asheville. So it's like three and a, three, it was about four hours away. Wow. And I did something you would do, which I saw, I looked at their location, saw they're in Asheville and I was like, I don't know these people, but Asheville seems like a cool place mm-hmm. and we're all interning at the same company. So I'm going to message them and be like, Hey, I'm another intern at the company. I'm not a creep or anything. <laughs> Can I stay with you guys? And you guys show me around Asheville. I did that one time. And I love them so much. I went back another time, too. Dude, that's good. Um, and it was fun. It was kind of weird the first time because the first time we met, we were all at a baseball game. Like, there was a minor league game going on. I just went to go meet them. And then we went out, and then the next day we went tubing. But mm. um, little by little, like, I was so glad I just put myself out of there because I did not know anybody at that location. Um, but it was rewarding to, like, take that risk and then see it pay off like a friendship is born and I still keep in touch with a few of those people which is nice yeah dude that's great I mean that's not that's not anything like Victor Zhang would normally do though right <laughs> oh it's definitely uncomfortable I, I think we compete with each other a little bit on uh <laughs> on our social endeavors I think we're, the, we're very similar we're pretty though. similar guys yeah. yeah but dude I'm glad you went to Asheville there you go that's huh? awesome I'm glad you went to Asheville though yeah, yeah it's a special place in my heart it's a very sure. pretty place I definitely want to go back mm-hmm. I think I could go back too we'll see okay um, I know I'm kind of jumping around, but I really wanted yeah. to ask you about like your family because mm. you guys are just on another level of closeness than I feel most families are. And mm-hmm. I just, it's so cool to see like how strong each relationship is. Like, I'm pretty sure like internally within you guys, you know, different people might be closer with different people, especially like sibling wise. Um, but as a whole, it seems like you guys are always supporting each other, always either driving up or flying out to go see somebody. So I just want to hear about your family dynamic. Yeah, man. Thanks for asking. Um, I'm honestly so grateful for my family. I I couldn't have asked for for uh, better people in my life. Um, and I think it really starts a lot of the time with the parents, um, and just kind of that, that lays the foundation for the family dynamic, um, and just kind of where the family direction goes from there. And my parents are amazing. They've been married, I think, over 25 years now. Um, my dad's a great leader, and he's he's really took me under his wing and taught me a lot about life and about experiences and pushed me a lot in my faith and challenged me in those kind of ways. My mom's super kind and just always there for me and always comforting and everything. Um, I've got three sisters, Brittany, my oldest, she's 25, Brooke, my next oldest, she's 23, and then Bethany, my little sister, she is 19. So we're each two years apart, got all four of us. Um, growing up, you know, having three sisters, imagine they're trying to paint your face with makeup and play Barbies with you. And you're like, you're like no, I, I, I want to go play with Legos and yeah. play my GameCube and my DS and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so like growing up, there's a little bit of a disconnect there. And, you know, we would bicker and I would, I would push Bethany's buttons and all that kind of good stuff when we were a lot younger and I was more mature. But as we've gotten older and you just kind of realize how important family is to you, you know, like, I mean, life is too short to to not take advantage of, of every opportunity you have, every relationship that's that's a potential one that that you can become really tight with and everything. And mm-hmm. um, my family, you know, it's it, we're we're definitely fo- um, founded upon our faith um, in Christ, and that's a, that's a big thing for us as well. And 
going to church on Sunday scale, there was always commitment and volunteering at church back at home and everything. Um, and, and now that we're older, I just, I don't, I don't take, uh, I, I do take advantage and I don't take for granted my, my sisters and my, my parents and everything. Um, and they do a great job of staying in touch right now. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily Brittany and her, her husband, Jake, they're back in Dallas. My parents are in Dallas still. Brooke and her boyfriend, Brock are in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethany's at Arkansas right now. So my parents are going up to Fayetteville literally every week and there's a yeah. home game. So they were there last weekend. They're, they're already there again. And my the dad just texted us through Fayetteville. Play. Yep. They'll be at the game. Uh-huh. And uh, AT&T next weekend as well. Um, but, yeah, this was uh, – my family was kind of a cool discussion to have and kind of reflect upon when we had Abbott two yeah. years ago. Um, we missed the Abbott and just kind of really having to articulate my family story into words. And and you know, as awesome as my family is, you know, no one's family is perfect. And, and there's stuff that people don't see on social media. Um, there's stuff that goes on that's always tough. Um, I've really been lucky to – for a lot of that to be minimal, um, you know, God's really blessed me and my family with just some awesome people around us and really grateful for that. Um, my sisters and I are best friends now and we call and FaceTime and text and every time I go back into town, it's always exciting. And yeah. um, Bethany texted me yesterday how much she missed me and when Aww. I'm coming into Fayetteville for the or into Dallas for the game against Arkansas next weekend and yeah. um, just really grateful for them. and. As I see them less and less now, I just want to take every opportunity to to, to talk to them and keep up and everything. Although, if I move back to Dallas next year, we'll all be in the same spot again. But <laughs> right now, you know, you only get to see, you only get to see your family so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just really grateful for them. That's really cool. I'm not even gonna lie. I think a little goosebump popped up whenever you said Bethany said she missed me and yeah. <laughs> that's so sweet. Um, that's awesome. When when do you think that like the relationship deepened and it wasn't like mm-hmm. you're my older sister and it became you're my friend now? Yeah. I think definitely once we hit high school. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, each kind of stage of life, middle school, high school, college, they're each kind of opportunities for maturity and growth. Um, as we hit high school, at that point, Brittany was in, at A&M in college and then Brooke was older in high school and she graduated, went to Arkansas. And you kind of get this realization like, hey, like my family's not going to be next to me all the time anymore. And as I got older, I got to see Bethany um, just lead through her her dance scene with the stars at Frisco High and kind of get to see her grow and her get new friends. And um, and then I went off to college and you kind of realize that just life is short and and like time goes by fast. I mean, I feel like I was just in high school, man. Now I'm graduating college and hey, like it's crazy. And so. I think when you when you hit those moments of maturity and you make mistakes and I I say something mean or do something mean to my sister and you just kind of learn baby steps that like she's gonna be with me for the rest of my life and a lot of friends they come and go um, I want to have friends that I have best like, that are my best friends for my whole life but for sure the only people in your life that will be are your family and your significant other. Um, if, if you pursue marriage. And so that's like something that I've realized is, man, like they're not all, like, they're always going to be around and I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, they're never around right now. I don't, I never see them yeah, anymore. Yeah. So it's any moment we have together is special. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Do you yeah. think you're going to end up in Dallas full time? That's kind of what I'm feeling right now. You know, I'm still open to other opportunities, but 
because family is so important to me, um, I I would be amiss to think that like going somewhere else would be necessarily a better opportunity. But at the same time, I'm kind of back and forth because I'm like, I mean, I want to go experience the world. Like I will likely end up in Dallas at some point in my life, probably more permanently. Mm-hmm. So part of me is like, should I go move to North Carolina mm-hmm. or like should I go move somewhere else across the country and and experience life and get a job there and stuff um, as I'm still single and still independent yeah. in that way and everything. But then somebody's like, I, I want to be close to my family and being back home this past summer with my internship and, and everything, I found a community there. And so I'm kind of back and forth right now, but definitely will go back at some point. Um, the other thing I forgot to mention about my sisters is just how much we have in common with, that, with things we enjoy doing. Um, we all love working out and fitness, and so we like going to spin classes, yoga classes, paddleboard yoga classes, um, playing tennis, uh, playing golf. Like we've all kind of gotten those in common, and so those are a lot of the time we we enjoy spending time together and pushing each other in that way, and yeah. um, and just like experiencing different environments and going to the Dallas Arboretum one day or going to Legacy West to go hit some shops and. I also would have no fashion um, <laughs> knowledge if it wasn't for having three sisters. Yeah. Luckily, they've kind of taught me what's cool and what's not. <laughs> so I'm grateful for them for that too, man. Yeah, there you go. I yeah. can kind of relate having just like a girl sibling. Yeah. It's definitely different than having a boy, just like an only only brothers, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I might have either said this to you or somebody else, but I think you can tell whenever a guy has only girl siblings around him. Yeah. Versus when it's either a mix or only guys. Because it's just like the way they treat other people are different. And I wouldn't say like, mm-hmm. like interest, for example, like you watch Bachelor in Paris. Like you, you're in that <laughs> Bachelor Nation group. You know? I watched a little bit of Bachelor, yeah. Well, just a little bit. Um, and then I wouldn't say like more emotional necessarily, but definitely more aware mm-hmm. of emotions. and More empathetic. Like, yeah, more empathetic is yeah. what I would say. Yeah, so, um, you know, I used to always think growing up like, dang, like, it'd be cool to have, like, an older brother or something, like, show me the ropes, but even just having a twin sister, too, I think, and for you having, like, three, it's already a great learning, you learn so much from them, too. That's a great point, yeah, I mean, luckily, I think there's a balance, I mean, for me, I'm really close to my dad, and so having that, that mentorship and that fatherhood, um, you know, I, I love the outdoors, and I love, I used to go hunting a lot with my dad, and, um, fishing and big awesome trips and he just kind of brought me up under that camping and all that kind of stuff but then you know with my sisters they kind of kind of took me under their wing and taught me a lot about the way girls think and I mean I'm still working on on, on a lot of that <laughs> stuff man I say a lot of things wrong but but definitely they kind of keep me um on tap of like of how like what I say affects people and um, my, uh, yeah, my empathy, I think, is has grown a lot from them and my understanding of girls. And a lot of my interests, I mean, a lot of girls are interested in them, too. And, um, yeah. Like good people to, like, bounce ideas off. Hey, is this, should I say this? Or is this the right way? Yeah, literally, man. To? Like, yeah, whenever there's, like, a girl in my life or whatever it is, like, they always give me good advice and, and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, yeah grateful for them. There you go. But, uh, going back to college now. So, um, actually, no, let's not do that. I want to hear about high school, Brandon, because we both had pretty fun high school experiences, and I've only heard little snippets of yours. Mm. Um, I, who 
who made the joke that Brandon peaked in high school? Oh, man, I probably made the joke, dude. <laughs> <laughs> peaked at high school, you. and then I peaked again at Callaway, and now it's all downhill like from here. Um, yeah, dude, high school was, it was great. Honestly, it was kind of, it was kind of similar to my college experience as well. Um, freshman year of high school, I, I actually, in middle school, like, I would say basketball was one of my biggest sports growing up. You know, I ran a little bit of track, I played some football in middle school and all that, but I really pursued basketball in high school. Um, and freshman year, I actually didn't make the team. And so that rejection was, dude, as a, as a freshman in high school, man, like, your, your, all your, your entire identity is found in what you're doing at school. Like, like, are you in band? Are you on the sports team? Are you in theater? Like, and that's where you find all your friends and everything. And so getting that rejection letter freshman year was tough for me. I was actually a team manager that year. Um, and that was hard because just a lot of the guys on the team just weren't nice and just wasn't a fun experience for me. It wasn't what I, what I expected. Um, sophomore year, I actually made the JV team and proceeded to sit on the bench for the majority of the season. And so I didn't really get much out of that. And then junior year, I was cut once again from the team. Um, and so a lot of my story just in high school and in college has been rejection. And, and that's kind of caused me to to shift my perspective of like, okay, obviously, dude, like society, the world, people are going to fail me. And, and that's proven time and time again. Um, what am I going to do about that? That's, that's, the, that's the big question. And so from then, back in high school, like I decided to pursue things that I could do at the time. You know, I, I lifeguarded my wreck in high school, so I lifeguarded sophomore through first year of college pretty much and found a lot of my community through that and it worked out I worked out a lot there um I actually weighed like 150 pounds my junior year yeah, of high school I've seen pictures man I was skinny I was skinny and like with basketball you want to be big and and I feel like your size a lot of the time not always but a lot of the time kind of determines your confidence and stuff um for me I was similar height but I was just really skinny I wasn't able to be as aggressive in the paint and everything and so once I got cut junior year, I started hitting the gym, hitting the weights. And I got up to about 180 or so um, in high school. And I had a lot less fat on me in high school. And uh-huh. I'm, I'm about 200 now. Um, that's just kind of from natural growth and everything. Yeah. But after junior year not making the basketball team, I just, yeah, I just really tapped into the rec center and working out there. And I played basketball, like, around at the rec and with my buddies at neighborhood uh, courts and stuff. But that was tough. Um, and then... But honestly, a lot of my story comes to the rec center. I lifeguarded there every every summer. Um, had a lot of special friendships and relationships there and everything. And, um, you know, definitely a similar guy to who I am now. Just kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master to none. Um, had a lot of fun friends. But kind of one thing that I've uh, kind of figured out about myself is that I, I've never had, like, one central friend group. Mm-hmm. I had... I do have a great friend group from high school, but along with that, like I just always kind of hopped around different friend groups, um, and that's during my time here at A&M, but that's also back in high school, and which is fun. Um, it's fun knowing a lot of people and kind of always knowing what's going on with different groups, but at the same time, it can be kind of hard because you want to just kind of settle down, and, and so I've always kind of been that runner, and um, settling down is kind of hard, and so, but... I think senior year, I during the football season, I uh, I didn't play football. Our high school team actually went zero and ten that year. Oh. I but me and a few buddies would wear cut off jean overalls that we painted, and said yee yee and uh, FHS twenty eighteen or whatever. Yeah. And we would go to the football games and stand front row and wave our towels and kind of kind of go crazy. And that was fun. Um, 
good experiences, funny funny pictures. I'll show you sometime yeah, yeah. if I haven't already. Um, but I think, yeah, I, and I don't know what kind of hit me coming into freshman year. You know, I wanted to pursue my faith, but I also just maybe that rejection kind of spurred me to want to kind of prove myself to people and. Um, and I would just, and just kind of become somebody I wasn't, and so I definitely think that's had a huge impact on me was was those basketball years. And yeah. but I know that like God had a purpose in all of that, um, and I understand it now. And I think that He really wanted me to find my identity in Him um, compared to anything from this world because it's never going to satisfy. And so that that's always been something I've come back to and I've been comforted by. Um, it's always initially hard, you know, hearing no's and. And it kind of feels like you're not good enough, or we don't want you. And that's never that's never the the perspective from the other side. Like it's at the end of the game, it's a numbers game. I mean, yeah. as awesome as someone may be, you've got to you've got to cut numbers at some point, and that's just part of overpopulation, really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but um, definitely, just really have worked and have thought intentionally about finding my identity in God and the plan He has for me and just living my life for him and not for anything else. Yeah. So you hit a lot, on a lot of things that like, I just relate to a lot. First one was the wandering around like friend mm. groups. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like you, we, we both don't have like one solid friend group. Yeah. And I think that's, that's okay. It's, it's nice. You kind of, you just diversify a little bit more and you're not bound to just one group of people. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot more from different people. It just sucks. Cause sometimes you're like, there's so many people you want to satisfy. Yeah. And, you have to choose. And I think we're both getting to that point where we're now better at like refining it. But even now still like it's our final year of college. When are we all going to be so close with everybody? Mm -hmm. Same proximity driving distance. We want to make the most of it. So it's interesting. Like, you know, brought that up. I could definitely relate to that. But the rejection thing was something that I know you and I have definitely talked about before. And it's really interesting too, because, you know, coming into college and especially being exposed to like the people that we have been, you feel like, you know, you're doing this, you're you're cool. You don't mm-hmm. join this, you're yeah. not cool. And, you know, whether it's valid or not, I do think that rejection is it's just so hard because it's such a personal thing. Like, oh, you're not accepting me because I didn't, I'm not good enough, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. One thing I realized, though, and this helped while I was in North Carolina, like, I'm not going to lie, I was thinking about going for different organizations this fall. Yeah. When I went to North Carolina, I realized when I'm there, no one really knows what this organization, no one knows what Fish Camp is. Oh, yeah, dude. No one knows what Student Engineers Council is or literally anything. Mm. All they care about is how good of a person you are because that's going to determine whether they hang out with you or not. That's going to determine whether they want to be your friend or not. You make friends based on the type of person you are and how you treat other people, not on the organization you are or you're in. And the organization can help mold you. It can help connect you with different people but at the end of the day like you as a person need to be solid and like be a decent human being for anybody to even want to have a friendship with you and that's what helped me realize Victor you don't really have to join any other organ like any mm-hmm. new organizations you're fine in what you have cultivate the relationship you have with those people and continue to grow as a person so that when you're in put in one of those situations like dropped in a city you don't know you're a lot more, like, you know how to, like, pursue relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not an organization that's structuring everything. Hey, we're hanging out with this. Like, obviously, that's good to have. But at the end of the day, like, I think it's better to, like, 
honestly, rejection helped in that sense. Like, you kind of figure things out on your own. And I know, like, you figured that out a lot, too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, I for sure have. And really, the purpose of an organization is really just to connect people and help you pursue your passions at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you you are already good at that and, and you've already got your good you know a lot of people here even still like being in your fifth year like you still have a lot of friends here and and you already know what you're passionate about and you're already able to connect people and so at the, at the end of the day you don't really need an organization for that yeah. it's just what is it i don't know a, st- a status deal or mm-hmm. or and it's still nice to have the structure um yeah. i love i think organizations are so important especially you've seen how prevalent they are at a they're so important um i think that's one thing is i was kind of bombarded by a lot of these stereotypes and mm-hmm. People I knew and maybe one work or the other things I heard and I was kind of bogged down by that and I kind of took that and ran um, and I didn't really look at it from a more objective view of okay who like what kind of people are kind and and what kind of people would fit my style more um, that was freshman year but, but yeah at this point like if you're if you're in stuff awesome if not dude like guys like you and I I mean like, we're fine you know yeah. so. So I'm glad I'm glad that you're enjoying your year though, and you've kind of figured out the direction you're heading. One hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like a really, like it's it's a, it's a douchey type, not douchey question, <laughs> but um, you got a favorite lift at the gym or something? Oh man, favorite lift. <laughs> or favorite day? Yeah, you know, I I really like chest and tries. Um, yeah. That's probably the most basic generic answer. My least favorite day is legs. I'll tell you that. Oh. Um, I hit legs two days ago, and I'm still limping. From every muscle group being sore today because I had been skipping for about a month. Oh man, um, Brandon, you can't. But I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of in every workout I do. I like doing burnouts, and mm. I know like burn, like burnouts don't really help with gaining mass and size. But <clears throat> I honestly like I'm more interested in defining and toning my muscles, anyways. Yeah. Um, and I don't really need to gain any more weight mm. at, right now. But chest and tries, for instance, and you should do this sometime soon. But after you do your sets on the on the on the bench. Take off all the weight. You're just going to be lifting the bar. It looks stupid, but if you're with somebody, have them set a timer for 60 seconds. Or if you can, like, set it yourself or whatever. And 60 seconds, you're just repping out. Chest, extend all the the way up. And and at first, like, first, like, 20, 30 seconds, it feels like a joke. Like, this is way too easy. You get to 40 seconds, and it's tough. And if you don't get 60 reps in that 60 seconds, you have to start over try again. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So my max, I think I've gotten, like, 84 before. um, But I haven't gotten a whole lot. I don't think I've got more than that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, dude, it's a great workout, and you'll definitely feel the bump after that. Bro. And then on leg day, it's called calves of death. So you get under the uh, the calf machine yeah. that you stand on, you know? And and you, you I'll do, like, 90 pounds or whatever. And what you'll do is you'll set a timer for four minutes, and you'll burn out first set, and then you hop off, take a 10-second break, burn out, 10-second break, burn out, and then you'll be done with that. And it, it burns like crazy. You, like, you will feel it the next day in, like, like four days. And then back and buys, my favorite burnout is um, you'll you'll hold the weight at 90 degrees halfway up. Dumbbells, I'm guessing. Wait, dumbbells, uh, barbell, whatever. Okay. For for 30 seconds, you'll hold that weight, and then you'll you'll rep out 10 reps. After 30 seconds. After the 30 seconds of holding the weight at 90 degrees um, halfway up. So, dude, yeah, you'll you'll feel it for sure. So oh. those are kind of fun ones if you ever want to try them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I... I always pictured burnout. I've never done a burnout set or anything. I've always just been like, I'm going to do like 
my what three sets of eight or whatever, mm-hmm. four sets of six or something. And then after that, my burnout will be one set of twenty. Yeah, <laughs> no, which is great. Like, yeah. but like what you did, that's definitely a challenging one. I think I, I got to try that out. I I just think I think it gets like the best pump, and it'll be basically secure the fact that you should be sore the next day. Yeah, if, if tired you really did, too. Right? Like I want I want to I like feeling fatigued as much as especially yeah. on leg day when it sucks. Because that affects literally everything you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's nice to feel sore. I, so, I will say the only burnout type set I do is whenever I'm doing that, the leg press. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. The leg press, I usually will have, let's say, like four plates on either side. Mm, and then big boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love, legs is my favorite day. Okay. I, if I could hit it three days, I would. But I'll do four. I have four plates on either side, and I'll rip out ten, and then I'll take... I have like three, two people else involved. They both okay. take off one, and then I'll rip out like mm. twelve, and then I take both of those off. Rip out fourteen, take it off sixteen, take it off eighteen, end of twenty, end with twenty. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but so, that's but you need more people to like help facilitate that. But it's fun. To yeah. Do. So you prefer that compared to just having a little one where you like the key that you like take down that you pull out and then put yeah, the I like one. that one. It's just like visually, it makes it a lot easier to see. Like, okay, I'm getting lighter weight, but it's still really hard. Like, I'm already sore from the previous one. Yeah. Visually, it helps me, but, um, yeah, that's kind of how I do it, but interesting. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, we'll get a lift in sometime That'll soon. That'll be I'm fine. That'll be fine. <laughs> you got to do legs, though. All right, man, my, you lead it. Here's the only Please. Here's the only thing. My only thing with lifting with, like, a partner who's, like, taller than me is if we're doing, like, squats... Like how are we gonna how are we gonna do that? Because I gotta go way lower than you do. Oh, so like, like we'll when, when you rack two, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how low eh. you go. Like how low do you go when you rack the squat? Uh, I just like bend my shoulders, bend my back a little okay. bit. We, I, we can kind of find an even yeah. squat. You'll do a little calf race to get up <laughs> to the bar, and I'll do a little uh, mini squat to get there. Down you go. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> that, yeah. Okay. There you go. Um. Really quick. Yeah. Go to karaoke song. Oh man, can't hold us by Macklemore. Can't hold us, by dude. I like back in high school, my sister and I dedicated one day uh-huh. to learn the lyrics to every every like to that whole entire song, uh-huh. every single lyric. And um, and now every time it comes on, I I rap it hard, man. You know, yeah. I'm singing out, uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not really like a super crazy like like fun dance one, but it's mm-hmm. more like this intense it's a like hype one. it's yeah. a hype one. Yeah. So I I enjoy that one a lot. What yeah. about you? Ooh, Eeny Meeny by Justin Bieber. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's just like a, such a fun, fun upbeat type type song. Okay. There you go. Now, last question that I have for you is favorite. You gotta pick one favorite Taylor Swift song. Ooh. Or you gotta pick one that you would like right now, maybe. I it's okay. So it's called Jump Then Fall. I didn't actually know about it until probably a year ago, but it's a song that like every time I hear, I can't help but smile because. It's Taylor singing about, like, she's describing, she's describing, I guess, what it's like to be in love. Mm. And she talks about, like, I like the way you smile in the morning. I watch you talk, and you didn't even notice me, like, watching you talk, but I love watching you just, like, exist. And then she talks about, like, every time you smile, I smile, and Mm -hmm. every time... You like laugh. I la- laugh with you or something. I forgot. Every time you cry. Oh, every I time. Cry, some, yeah, yeah. yeah. Time, oh, whatever it is. Yeah. Every time you smile, I smile. And every, every time, time you cry. No, I, every time I, you shine. It's every, every time, time you, you shine. shine okay. I'll shine for you. I'll shine for you. Yeah. And then she goes like, "Whoa, oh, I'm feeling you, baby." Yes. 
don't be afraid to jump then fall into me it's just like it's such a pure song and like if a girl ever sang that song to me i would yes, probably bro. cry now that you're like talking about the song yeah of course it's a great song yeah but it, it's just that yeah that's awesome that's I love it. what about um when you're in the gym and like let's say like when you enter the gym they're like sir you're only allowed to listen to one song on repeat the entire time oh man what's that one song Okay. Because I know it will depend on your mood. And I don't know if, like, you're, you're an instrumental type person. Yeah. If you listen to heavy rap or whatever it is. But mm. I'm just curious mm. because I, I could definitely use some new music. I like a lot of rap. Man, if I'm going to listen to one, oh, it's going to be by NF. Mm-hmm. And it's the song, uh, oh, let me find it real fast. It's called Remember This. Remember This. Remember This by NF. And this song, specifically for the gym, Mm-hmm. is an insanely motivating song. Okay. I actually, first time I ever heard about it was when I went to the gym in, uh, called, it's the Alpha Elite Gym in Houston, yeah. freshman year. I met Christian Guzman. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah. Um, This guy named, like, Brandon Hardbody or something, some, like, bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah. back. I, I just went with some buddies, and, uh-huh. and he told me that that was his most hyped song to listen to in the gym. Yeah. There's a lot more songs I like to listen more casually, but that song, the lyrics, man, like, you'll listen to it, and it'll make you push yourself. So... Yeah, we'll try okay. that. I'll definitely have to listen to that. <laughs> All right. So the final thing I want you to do is I do this thing. I guess I don't even know if it's an official term. I call it audio journaling. Mm. So I have a regular journal where I write all my stuff when I want to get my thoughts out. But every now and then I'll pull out the microphone and instead of writing out my thoughts, I'll actually talk about my thoughts. Then I upload it. It's only private, so only I can see it. But I do that so if I ever want to look back on something, with a journal you can read what you were writing. Mm-hmm. You can read what you're thinking in the yeah. moment. But with an audio journal, you hear yourself talking. You can actually, you hear how you felt in the moment. Like, I'm not even gonna lie, there's somewhere like, there was a girl last year and you know, she ghosted me and I was mm. just super sad. And right after like I found out she ghosted me, like I talked to the like my, my microphone. And wow. I listen to it now and I'm like, bro, why did you even like, take that <laughs> seriously? But in that moment, I was like kind of sad. Yeah, like of I course, was in, like, you course. know, sad boy hours. Yeah. So pretty much why I say that is what I want you to do. And I'm going to do this for you just so you have an example. Okay. But I want you to give yourself a message for the future that you think your future self would appreciate. Mm. So it could be any point in the future. Just give yourself mm-hmm. either encouragement or whatever that you think your future self would appreciate no matter what time of life he's in. I'm going to go first. Okay, cool. Okay. So, hello, future Brandon. This Today is September 19th. And um, first of all, I just wanted to say... September 17th? Did I say 19th? I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, it's the 17th, right? (laughs) I said... Oh, man, okay. It is September 17th. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, I'm just so grateful for the time that we had living together in Aspire. Mm. Um there were definitely some times where, you know, things got a little hairy and I think he realized, and I know Will definitely realized, like as a roommate, I'm very different than how I am in person, uh, outside of the home. Home is like my shelter. Um, outside is where I like turn that button mm-hmm. on. But you've always been super patient with me. Um, and I just really appreciate, you know, having somebody else very like-minded like me. We went through a lot of similar things, especially in college. Um, felt like you always, you know, knew what to say. And um, I just really appreciated you always being there um, for any moment, whether it was a moment we were joking around and having fun or whether it was a more serious discussion. I hope you can continue being that light for other people. I think it's very clear you're one of those people in college that 
as extroverted as I am, I feel like, you know, I can light up a room. I feel like you literally, like, if it's dark, like, you're like the sun. Like, I, I see that. I see that in your personality. It's just so captivating. And you do such a good job of, like, catering to everybody in the group. And um, I just hope you continue doing that because that's something that's it's very hard to find in today's world. And um, it's very hard to put yourself out there. So many people are worried about what other people think. And I think that um, the way you carry yourself is really admirable. Um, hope you continue that close relationship with your family. Um, I've gotten to meet probably everyone at this point in your family mm. through different events, yeah. maybe them coming from, to Aspire, um, your ring dunk. All of them are great people, and it's obviously clear, you know, like you are very much a great person just like them, and um, hope you continue that. Um, good family is always, like you always want to have that around, and I know that's going to affect the way that you raise your family um, in the future. So just continue um, being an awesome brother, an awesome son, um, and just, yeah, you are an incredible person. I'm always here to talk. I know that every now and then we might go through dry periods where we might not always see each other, but what I love is that I'm able to pick up right where I left off with you, and it seems like no time has passed. Like, we can go back to our Aspire days, which I'm always grateful for. So that is my message to future Brandon. There you go. I love Your it. turn. Dude, thank you for that, man. You're welcome. So... Just to confirm, this is my message to future Victor. No, future you. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. okay. I was like, are we switching? There? Okay, Yeah. gotcha. Cool. All right, man. Hey, Brandon. This is Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking to you uh, on Friday, September 17th at 5.57 p.m. Sitting in Victor's house on Good Street, the old Do Perfect house, That's which right. is awesome. I've actually got to meet some of the Do Perfect guys. Um, great guys. But, hey, so I... I know a lot of your, uh, a lot of this year for you is kind of filled with anxiety of kind of what am I going to do after, uh, after college, you know, right now, um, you're kind of comparing yourself to a lot of other people's situation. Um, are they staying for a graduate program? Uh, do they already have their job offer and they've accepted it and they're already moving back in May? Like, and, and I know that you are kind of thinking about a lot of that and, you're kind of insecure and you're kind of anxious about your plans and you're kind of wondering if you should have pursued a master's degree and if you should have gone down a different path educationally. Um, if you put too much emphasis on a organizations that will not last past these four years, whereas your job and your career and the steps you've taken leading up to that will last the rest of your life. Um, but at the same time, you know, Brandon, I think you know this, like, God had a purpose for everything you did during A&M, um, all the organizations you were involved in. I think that you were able to make a profound impact on a lot of those people um, and the roles that you that you led and played and everything. Um, and just kind of, I just kind of think that you're right where you're supposed to be. Um, and at the end of the day, you can't change the decisions you made. And so instead of focusing on those, focus on what can you do, what can you uh, have an impact on. And... And hopefully right now you're, you've kind of started to figure that out a little bit more. Um, you're not looking as far back as you are looking more forward now. Um, and you're excited for the future. And, and, you've, and you've continued pursuing relationships and friendships that are important to you. Um, and and you've, you just kind of realize that at the end of the day, um, all that matters is the people around you and the people you're going to have impact on. Of course, making money is important and... And the job you have is important, but hopefully you're not putting too much emphasis on that. And instead, you're using that as a segue to continue making an impact on people and networking, connecting people. And that's what life's about is just 
loving people and get to know them, get to hear their stories, um, and getting to share your stories with them as well. So can't wait to see where you end up, man. There you go. Brandon, you're like, you're so wise. No, I'm like, not, I'm I, not wise. Well, I, I just always think, I, I've seen pictures of freshman year Brandon. And mm. I just know like freshman year Brandon and this like senior year, it's just two different people. I'm Bro, sure. way different. I don't even feel like a senior. I'm, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not the oldest like official class at yeah. really seriously, but That's awesome. hey, you got to get there at some point. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Brandon, again, for being on this. I'm really glad we had this time to like reconnect and glad always to catch up yeah victor dude thanks for your time man this is mm-hmm. i've never done a podcast like this before mm-hmm. so this is awesome um i'm grateful for your friendship and just for the the impact that you've had on me during your last few years here at AM. can't wait for more yes sir so. all right well that brings us to the end of this podcast and i'll see you guys on our next one all right bye guys bye